fishing gear. Fish heads, Cowboy Nation, 63,000 strong with a draft idea for the Cowboys, another draft idea for the Cowboys, and another draft idea for the Cowboys. This is a fun project. David Hellman of Fox Sports, our old DallasCowboys.com friend, uh, put this together. And uh, it was clever how he kind of uh, created the three themes. And we're going to reflect on those this morning. Give me 13 minutes. I'll give you the Cowboy world as we uh, rev you up for the NFL draft. And a reminder, that Thursday the 27th, 6 p.m., we're going for it at the Maverick Bar. Uh, Cowboys draft watch party, the Maverick Bar, 6 p.m., 1616 Hebron in DFW, 16 minutes from anywhere. Yes, I own the bar. You're going to find that the food is not bar food. It's fantastic. And the service and the beer and the... When you get your delightful evening finished, you can thank me on Thursday the 27th, unless something goes wrong, in which case you can blame one of the other owners. Deal? <laughs> Deal. Uh, as we get closer to the NFL draft, I would say after 33 years of covering Jerry Jones that he will not be able to resist uh, Mr. Mack offering up a few tea leaves drop some more Easter eggs, or just plain spring some links that reveal what their strategy might be and who their targets might be. This year so far, we haven't seen any pictures of Jerry standing in front of the draft board. And um, there's been, you know, the, the, the trends, uh, you know, a, a Brugler or a Brada says, I think they're looking at tight ends. So next thing you know, every mock draft, that's a down for a tight end, that kind of stuff. Um, but so far, and this is a good thing, as our Cowboys wise friend Hellman says, it's anything goes. You, you could make a really good argument for a lot of good positions and a lot of good players at 26. And so Hellman draws up a trio of scenarios at Fox Sports for Dallas's first three picks. We're going to do his thinking uh, complete with a cutesy theme. And then we're going to throw out our comments on those. And you are invited to do the same. Scenario one, speed, speed, speed. Now, nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong on the surface, obviously, with the concept. Here's his pick number one, uh, round one, pick 26, Zay Flowers, Boston College receiver. Okay. Round two, pick 58, Tyreek Stevenson, Miami corner. And then round three, he's got pick number 90 going to Chandler Zavala, North Carolina State guard, who I assume does not really fit into speed necessarily. But uh, okay, so starting with Zay Flowers there, and we know he's on, we know he's on the Cowboys wish list, it's a exploratory list, let's put it that way. And very insightful, DB. That's my problem with it. And so we, we can go to the ups and we can go to the downs. What we like about this speed, speed, speed grouping, Zay Flowers was on the 30 visits. That's a tea leaf to be read. Uh, this connection is 
a positive sign for the Cowboys' willingness to, as I like to say, pick a player out of position because Dallas doesn't need a receiver. But it needs top quality players. Flowers, uh, Flowers projected to be maybe a top 20 guy. Fine. Top 20 guy, late first round grade, early second round grade. There he is at 26. And you like him? Okay. What we don't like, again, while some people think that he might be the best wide out in the draft, he's small. 170, not ideal. Um, Can you succeed at 5'10", 170? Of course you have. Plenty of guys do. Does it fit the Cowboys mold? It absolutely does not fit the Cowboys mold. Don't they already have two of these? This team likes its receivers to be you know, 6'2", 210, 6'2", 200. And you put him in the same meeting room with Brandon Cooks and Kevontae Turpin, and all of a sudden it's, uh, all of a sudden you could fit a lot of wide receivers in the same car. Too many. That's too many, that's too many five foot nine guys. For me. So there's scenario one, speed, 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 totally get what David's saying. And there's the up and the down to it, in my mind. And uh, it does seem like yours. Guadalupe, don't you remember Kevin Williams at 5'9"? I do. Long time. I mean, again, five foot nine wide receivers can play in the NFL. Plenty of them do. Um, I don't know why we're bringing up somebody from 30 years ago. And one more thing on Turpin. Um, I, I, I think Turpin needs to start figuring out or they need to start figuring out how to play wide receiver or he, he might be, uh, for a pro, he might be the most on the cut bubble pro bowler in the NFL. How about that? What? More on that as we plow forward. So there's uh, David Hellman's speed, speed, speed list. List number two. Scenario number two. Where's the beef? Uh, If you don't understand that reference, by the way, uh, ask your grandparents. Beef for the Cowboys. Pick number 26. By the way, this is the group that I like, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, ring the bell. By the way, you also, in addition to me ringing the bell, you are invited to hit the like button that beats the algorithms and tells YouTube, get out of our way. We're Cowboy Nation. We don't care about your algorithms. We do what we want to do. Where's the bell? There, there it is right there. Cue ball. What about Cole Beasley? Again. Let, let me do this on Cole Beasley. Boy, I was, it's sure great having Cole Beasley run around there at 5'7". Sure. Can you imagine how much greater it would have been if he was 6'7"? <laughs> or 6'2"? There, there's uh, only in the most unique circumstance is there an advantage to being 
small and fast as opposed to big and fast. Big and fast is better. All right, scenario two, where's the beef? This is the grouping that I like. First pick, Michael Mayer, Notre Dame tight end. Uh, you hear the Gronk comps, you hear the Witten comps. Now, well, we'll get to the negatives in a minute. There, there are no particular negatives about this player. This player is a player. In terms of not, not in terms of his promise or his maybes or his, although his measurables are good, uh, ran a 4.740 and uh, I think I think he might have a 37 inch vertical leap. So the measurables are fine. Um, but this isn't a maybe he can develop. This is a stud. Round two, pick 58, Keanu Benton, Wisconsin defensive tackle. Wide body. Hey, hey. Round three, pick number 90, the Iowa State defensive back, Anthony Johnson, Jr. What we like. Meyer, uh, uh, Mayor is Gronk. Mayor is Witten. Something like that. Um, I don't, can't remember how much we've talked about this, but I wrote about it at CowboysSI.com. You can find it. I've got somebody telling me the Cowboys want to find their Kelsey. They keep watching Kelsey on TV and they keep saying, why don't we do something like that? Now, Mayer isn't a Kelsey style body. He's a Gronk style body or a Witten style body. But but a, a dominant tight end. The, the Cowboys are sniffing around there. So that's the part we like. Here's the part that I don't like. Back to the Cowboys mold. Benton, the second round prospect here, is a run stopper. Wide-bodied run stopper. Not to say he can't do other things. Okay, let's talk about this. Do you need one? You do. You got Osa and you got Hankins. And you need more. You need bigger, you need better, you need more. But a second round pick, that's a premium pick on a run stopper. Guadalupe, what about Braylon Willis? 6'4", 240, Oklahoma. On the list. There's about seven of them. There's about seven tight ends that a lot of people think can play. David Lawrence, what about that Washington? Yeah, this is the six foot seven, the Darnell Washington, six seven, 280, lean, and he does marvelous things with catching and running the football. But he's a prospect. Mayer is a player. By the way, I just made up that poem myself. So the Cowboys mold tells us I'm not using a second round pick on a run stopper philosophically, right or wrong. Dallas simply does not usually use big time capital to do that job. Now here's Hellman's scenario. Number three, he calls it forcing the issue. Okay. I'm going to call it all offense. And his point on forcing the issue is about fixing the offense, but it's, we need one, we need one, we need one, dink, dink, dink. And so 
Helmet scenario three, round one, pick 26, guard Steve Avila, TCU. Round two, pick 58, UCLA running back, Zach Charbonnet. Round three, pick 90, Luke Schoonmacher, the Michigan tight end. Now, you got to agree with this part of it on scenario three. They want one of those, they want one of those, and they want one of those. They get all three. In the And by the way, all three play. On paper, you draft Avila, he's your starting left guard on paper. And hopefully for the next 12 years, you draft Zach Chambonet and he ideally becomes your number two running back. You don't have to bother with Rojo. No offense, Rojo. And maybe he becomes so good that you don't re-sign Tony Pollard. Hmm. Hmm. There's a beard scratcher. And then... Schoonmacher, he becomes a rotational tight end, and maybe he becomes a starting tight end. You've done it. Chris Graham, Zay a better runner than Bijan. Zay's a wide receiver, Bijan's a running back. So there's the one where it feels like you're drafting positions a little bit. And here's what we like. And as David writes, just like that, we fix the offense. And it's true. This offense right now uh, does not need a wide receiver, thinks it needs a starting left guard, maybe, is unsure there, is keeps sniffing around at tight end, no doubt about it, and doesn't want to, doesn't necessarily want to have 10 and $15 million running backs going forward. So, all three guys figure as rotational contributors, as rookies, and history might just say, hit, hit, hit. And that's good. We, we, we don't go back, when we look back and say, boy, in that draft, they, they got all 12, they got 12 guys, I got them all right. They got five of the seven guys, I got them all right. We, we don't look at the value of them, the value of the pick, the value of the vision. You got a player, then you got a hit. But now let's go to what we don't like about Avila, Charbonnet, and Schoonmacher. Our buddy on Twitter, Rabble Rouser, responded to uh, my tweet about this concept. And he says, gross, he's a smart guy. Three top 100 picks spent on lower impact positions. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean left guard's not important? I mean... Number two, running back's not important. Does it mean number three, tight end's not important? Or let's move it up. Left guard starter, running back, second year starter, tight end, second year starter. Let's just say, not important? They're important. But Rebel Rouser's point to me is, these are lower impact positions. If you were going to rank 
the, the 22 positions in order of importance, impact, where do I want to put my assets? And it's easy to start at the top, right? Quarterback, pass rusher, left tackle, cornerback. One, two, three, four. There's four. And whatever, what, however you want to stack them after that, but not very quickly after that necessarily comes guard. I want to spend a lot of money on a guard. I want to spend a lot of money on a running back. I want to spend a lot of money or a lot of capital on a tight end, money or capital. Let's assume that all three of those guys really can play. This is still a sport in which, to paraphrase cap man, Stephen Jones, can't have 53 all-stars. Are there some positions where something's got to give? And aren't those three, guard, running back, and tight end, maybe three positions where something's got to give, where you don't? And again, this is a very nonlinear way of looking this. Let me back up one more time. If you draft, if if you draft all three of these guys and become starters, th- th- you hit it. But there's a deeper argument to be said where, yeah, but you could have drafted three starters at more important positions. F- forgetting quarterback for a minute, you what if you would have drafted? Uh, a, st- a starting a star pass rusher and a star cornerback instead of a star guard and a star tight end. That's about the, the use of capital. That's about the lower impact. I'm going to still argue that Dallas's 30 visit list, and you can go find that, Google it at CowboysSI.com, offers great hints to what might happen here. But I continue to applaud the Cowboys on something that is is frustrating to me because it's my job. Not really frustrating, but you know what I mean. I want to know. And you want to know. And good for the Cowboys that we're going through those three scenarios, those nine names. And we don't know. Henry Gonzalez is an Uncle Fish premium subscriber. He's got the circle and the star. How do I get a circle and a star? Ask the fellas to show you how. What about Zach Martin? You're damn right. What about Zach Martin? Absolutely right. You, you, got, you can't argue against Zach Martin's value because, Henry, he became the greatest guard of his generation. Right? I don't know that Zach Martin gets to count as the rule. I think he would count as the exception. But more important than that, I'm not saying that you have to abide by this rule of, well, what's the value of a position? I'm not saying you have to abide by it. I'm just saying you'd rather have a great corner than a great safety. You'd rather have a great pass rusher than the great run stuffer. You'd rather have a great left tackle than have a great guard. That's all. Anthony Rushton, are we getting rid of Dak? No. No. Uh, the, the, there is presently a two-year window. If you wanted to do it that way, it would be salary cap crippling, but you could. But the likelihood continues to be that Dak Prescott will get an extension, at which point you will never get rid of Dak. 
Uh, AD, $2 pitch in. Fish, my second pitch in. We gave away Ridgeway. Well, if you go back and remember, they had a roster juggling problem. Ridgeway, who was, who, by the way, Ridgeway, who did nothing while he was here uh, and then goes to Washington, waiver claim, and is a contributor. Uh, Daniel R. Peckham, a uh, member for 21 months in the straight dope level of the Uncle Fish Premium Club. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, I, I hear people doing this once in a while. I can't believe we gave away. He didn't do anything here. He was, he, was a, he, was a, he was big and colorful. And the only thing he ever did here was start a fight in practice. He goes to Washington and appears to be somebody that might be able to help them as a, as a run stuffer. But let's not get too excited about the, the six-round pick or whatever. The six-round pick that we should have almost could have. AD, I hope I got your pitch in just that way. Sorry, Kit. I think Zay Flowers is more Waddle than Cheetah. Yeah, the plan better. Nothing against Waddle. If you're gonna, if you think Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver in the draft, then he better be Tyreek Hill. And that's a rough one. Paul Gale, Fish. I love the Avila pick because we always nail first round offensive linemen. If the Cowboys pick Avila at twenty six. You go in as a Cowboy fan, you go into that thing going being comfortable, knowing that they probably know what they're doing there. Pastor, anything traditionally regarding tight end, you're you're reaching for them if you think you're gonna you, you need to I'm paraphrasing, Pastor. If you think you need to spend on a tight end, you're reaching because usually you can go third round and down, which goes back to that value thing. Goes back to that positional value thing. Same thing at running back. I'm not saying there's a bunch of B. John Robinsons in this draft. Uh, I am saying that there's teams that are going Bijan, just looking at one school, Bijan in the first round or Roshan in the fourth round. Hmm, which is the better value? Gene, they still paid Tony Pollard for one year. They paid Tony Pollard for one year, uh, which, by the way, I did not particularly endorse, but now it's done. Uh, and and I'm just telling you, no offense to Tony Pollard, but the business of football is the optimal plan now would be to not, to find a way to not have to sign Tony Pollard again. Anthony, this is dumb. Impactful positions evolve as the team does. Not really, Anthony. Not really. Um, think of it like it's baseball. The number three hitter is always going to be more important than the number eight hitter. Always. Doesn't mean that in the eighth in ninth inning, when bases are loaded, and the number eight hitter comes up and he gets hit, doesn't mean that doesn't count, Anthony. The number eight batter in the order is never going to be as important as the number three batter. Some things have transitioned, but they don't, they don't evolve, Anthony, because the team changed its roster. We've seen a major transition in the last 10 years at running back. When we're growing up, when you're listing the, the pecking order of important football positions, running backs in there somewhere, and it's not anymore. Doesn't mean that 
there aren't great running backs. That doesn't mean they aren't important. But I gave you the four. That's not changing anytime soon. Uh, you might as well put wide receiver there, too. So there's five. Did I already do that? Quarterback, left tackle, wide receiver, defensive end, cornerback. There's the five. That's it. That, that's the five. It's not changing. Kenneth Easley with a 10-53 pitch in. One way to look at it, maybe our team is built well enough to all us the luxury to spend premium picks on less important positions. I think they think that. And I will just give you a cautionary note, and then I will uh, bid you adieu. Jacob Bradford, uh, member for 15 months in the Young Fish Premium. I usually want to keep draft picks, but if we could trade up to nine and take Bijan just before Philly, I'd be giddy for a year. One of the reasons I can read your mind, Jacob, you'd be double giddy because, number one, you would get a very special player, even though it would have been really costly for you to do it. To move from 26 to nine is going to cost you. But the other reason you'd be secondarily double giddy is because that would mean that you don't have to play against him twice a year with the Eagles. I go back. The late, great Larry Lacewell. Uh, and that era of cowboy drafting. And. Uh, was it back to back years? They drafted defensive end Shante Carver and defensive end Ebenezer Ekubon. I think I'm uh, hold my feet to the fire on this if I get that wrong, but I think that's right. And I remember being in a conversation with Lacewell going, but Larry, you're, you know, they don't play. They don't start. They're not going to start. And Larry's like, well, you know, we got, we got Haley or what? We got Haley and we got Tolbert and probably Jeffco. They may add Jimmy Jones, too. We got Haley. We got Tolbert. We got Jeffcoat. And Larry said something like, we intentionally drafted backups. No, don't do that. My plan would be to intentionally draft starters at key positions. Uh, Carl P., that tight end from Georgia, could play offensive tackler tight end. Now, he's a lean 180. So... And, and he's an athlete. No, he's a tight end. They're not moving him. Um, is he a, is he a gifted blocker? That I don't know. We're talking about Darnell Henderson, uh, Washington. I don't know. But we know that he's on the Cowboys list. Uh, and we know that the Cowboys are looking at three non-premium, non-most uh, impactful spots, guard, tight end, and running back, which is why Hellman scenario three might not be the one we like the most. It might be the one that comes truest. Fish out.